Welcome to Commission. I'm Pastor Eric Teitelman. And I'm Jed Robine. In each episode, we will talk about the gospel of the kingdom, declaring God's heart for the restoration of Israel and all the nations. So join us as we together explore the mysteries of the one new man. Welcome back to the Commission Podcast. I'm Pastor Eric Teitelman. Again, with me here is Jed Robine, Pilgrim Way Ministries, and we are going to continue his story. He's got a powerful, powerful life story that I want you to hear about. I've gotten to know Jed. I get to know him more and more every time we get together and meet for dinner or just hang out together and just actually going through this interview has even given me more of his story and his background. So let's go ahead and pick up. Last time we really focused on your your early years, but really your your time in Israel and your heart uh, for living in Israel and your heart for the Jewish people. And uh, that was, to me as a Jewish person, really powerful to hear that. And I think that is probably one of our really shared close DNAs that, that you and I share is God's heart for Israel. But I also know that you spent some time in England and you've got some very rich, some really rich stories about your time in England. Mm. And actually, I believe, as you've shared with me, that it's even helped shape your current direction for your ministry, Pilgrim Way Ministries. Yeah, that's going to be a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think it, it, it's helpful to mm. step one, one step back in the story, because I mentioned last podcast that we, we'd gone to Israel, we met Rick and Patty Ridings out of Sukkot Hillel. Yes. And they had, they had prayed with us and said, we feel like God's calling you to come be in, in, live in Israel for a season. And so, but really in that context of that prayer, they got a very strong word for us um, that they felt was from God. And it was out of the scripture, it was out of Isaiah chapter 49, verse 22. And it says in my, this is my paraphrase, I don't have the the scripture right in front of me, but it says, the Lord will raise his hand and and signal to the Gentile nations, Mm -hmm. and they will come and they will bring your children on their arms and shoulders. Mm. And so I didn't know what that meant at the time. Rick and Patty didn't say what that was all about. Um, But it was a very significant moment where we knew that God spoke something over our lives. Rick is very prophetic, isn't he? Very (laughs) prophetic. And uh, love them very much, and and so I say that because it's an important part of the of the journey. That's when we come to England. Um, a very very it all it, it's connected to okay. that word. Okay. okay, out of Isaiah forty nine. So what ends up happening? We're in Israel. Uh, we have a year visa. We're in the house of prayer, Sukkot Hillel. We're leading, you know, short term staff program and a summer internship. Mm-hmm. And my wife actually, Nicole, she she's very prophetic. She's in the place of prayer, and she feels a very specific word. And the word is very simple. Go to England on September 11. Mm. So she comes to me as her husband and says, I, I don't know what this means, but I'm just telling you I really believe God spoke this to me. And biblically, you test prophecy, right? You do, right. And so I go and submit this to our leadership, Rick and Patty, and some of the other leaders at, at Sukkot Hillel. Say, hey, I don't know what this means, guys, but would you pray about this with us? Because we don't want to be distracted. But if God is, you know, telling us that there's something for us to do in England, then let's, we need to get on with it. So they take some time and pray and they come back and they say, we don't understand it either. But yes, we really feel like you're supposed to go. Hmm. So we say, okay, I guess we're going to England. Now, bear in mind, it's not like we have a return date. It's just go to England on September 11th. 
which is a strange date for an American <laughs> to travel anyway. Right. Uh, well, you know, uh, but here we are. We load up and basically we go to a place called the New Forest. Mm-hmm. And we go to that place in England because uh, Rick and Patty are friends with another couple named Mike and Carol. And Mike and Carol Coomber, they mm-hmm. run a house of prayer. And so they, they have a heart for Israel. Mm-hmm. And Rick and Patty are friends with them. And so they say, hey, can these crazy Americans come and stay <laughs> with you? Mike and Carol say, yeah, absolutely. Come on down. And, and Mike and Carol and their family are good friends with ours. Who doesn't want today. a couple of crazy Americans <laughs> staying with them, right? Yeah, just what they always wanted, right? Exactly. Um, right. So we go and, and we're staying in their home and, and they're saying, well, what do you feel like God's put on your heart? And we say, actually, we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. We're, here, we're here just to wait on the Lord. And I don't know if you've ever been in a season where you feel like the the heavens are brass or iron and... You know, you're praying, but you're not getting anywhere. And it, you don't, God's not speaking. It's all quiet on the Western front. And you're like, what is going on? Am I taking crazy pills? That was really, that season for us was very challenging. Um, And Mike and Carol were very gracious. They were praying with us. They were, uh, we were there for a few weeks and no breakthrough. Mm. And then the story shifts as God, in the fullness of time, right, is a great (laughs) scriptural, uh, you know, idea. God's got his timetable on when his plans are coming to fruition. So we get an invitation to go out to uh, Devon, which is a county in England in the southwest. We got an invitation to go there because one of the young men that was at the house of prayer with us in Jerusalem that we were discipling was a young man named Will Moore. So Will Moore writes me an email and says, hey, my parents love Israel, Jed. Would they, they have a cottage. They hear that you're in the country. They'd love to host you for a few days. Would you go out and just stay and relax? And they want to be with you guys. We said, sure, you know, we'll go. So we drive out to Devon. Now, this is the kind of rural farming district in England. So beautiful. Rolling hills, the, the hedgerows, the really small lanes. It's beautiful. We get out there, and we are Skyping with my parents. Mm. My, my wife is actually Skyping. I'm not on the, on the call. She's talking to my mom, and, you know, well, we're not in Israel. We're in England. <laughs> really? Where are you in England? Well, we're in, we're in Devon. Really? <laughs> are you happen to be close to Barnstable? And we happen to be five minutes outside. We're in a little farming village right outside of this town called Barnstable. And so... Uh, my mom says, well, that's amazing because that's where Jed's grandfather grew up. Wow. And so you got to remember, I'm a military brat, have lived a lot of different places. But never Barnstable. Never Barnstable. <laughs> and when you're a mutt, like I just referred to myself in my, my heritage, I'm just, I'm just a European mutt, right? Mm-hmm. I had never ascribed any value to family. Now, my parents, to their credit, have done a lot of genealogical research and so they've actually been out to Barnstable. So this is my mother's father that she's talking about, mm-hmm. my grandfather. Okay. So he had, my mother was born when he was in his 50s. Mm-hmm. Okay, so his story is amazing. He actually was born in London, but grew up in Barnstable. He was born mm-hmm. in 1898, grew up in little Barnstable until he was in his teenage years. They moved. Uh, they, he ended up fighting in World War I with the Canadians. Mm-hmm. And he came out of that experience and actually went into the ministry. He, went, he became a Presbyterian minister for the rest of his, rest of his days. 
Um, and he, he was uh, an amazing man of God. Mm-hmm. And by the time I'm born, he's in his 80s. So I have one memory of this grandfather. And I was quite young. So I just knew he was from England. I had no idea where. But here I am. The only reason we're in this little town is because I got an invitation from a guy that I was discipling in Jerusalem. Hmm. So we're like, wow, that must mean something. I don't know what that means yet, but okay, Lord, you have my attention, right? So we go to this prayer meeting that Will's parents are involved in the, in the prayer community in the little town. And they say, hey, there's some people that are praying and they, they have been sensing that there's supposed to be a house of prayer. Hmm. but they have, don't know what that is. But you guys are on staff at a house of prayer. Would you come and just share what a house of prayer even is? Wow. So I say, sure, you know, happy to. So I come in and I preach for an hour or whatever. And after the meeting, some of the leaders that are there come up to me and say, uh, we really think that God sent you here to mm-hmm. lead this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, <laughs> uh, I've got my, I'm looking back at Jerusalem, wanting to get back to my duty assignment uh-huh. uh, in Jerusalem. So that would be a huge change of plans for us to be out here in lovely, beautiful Devon. But, you know, let's, let's really pray about this. So <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, we're talking about it with my, my wife. We're praying, obviously asking the Lord to reveal his will to us. And um, during that time, we're actually talking more with my parents about the story of my grandfather. And they're asking me questions about where we're having these meetings and what's going on. And, well, it turns out that the meeting that that we're having that we went to was in a church hall. It was the church hall of St. Peter's Anglican Church, which is right in the center of this little town. When I say little, I mean, Barstable is 27,000 people. Um, So it's in the center of town. It's a little pedestrian, four-way little pedestrian walkway. And... Well, my mom tells us that, well, that's where my grandfather was actually confirmed as a believer, was in that church. Wow. So here we are being invited to plant a house of prayer roughly 100 years after my grandfather left that town. That sounds like the scripture where God (laughs) says, I will bless to the thousands generation. And here you are on the blessing, the foundation of your grandfather at the same building where he was he came to the Lord there well, at he that was place? Confirmed as a believer as a young man in that church. Yes. And the story is interesting even even from there because I'm in the center of town. I have that revelation now, like from my own family's journey, and I'm kind of blown away, like, wow, you sent us to Jerusalem to meet Will Moore. Right. Who invited us to Little Barnstable. We had no idea the family connection. And then I go to this meeting and the building that they're saying that they want to birth the house of prayer in is the church hall my grandfather was connected to? That's amazing. And I just felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to go read a historical marker. Mm-hmm. I said that we're kind of in a four-way intersection in a little, you know, kind of walkway in the center of town. It's like a, you know, kind of a green space. Yeah. So directly across from the house of prayer or the, the church hall, you could throw a stone and hit this other little chapel, okay? Mm. And this other little chapel is called St. Anne's, and it was a chantry. So I, I just felt I just felt led to go read this uh, historical marker. So I walk over, I'm reading it, and it says this chantry was given as a place of worship to a contingent of French Huguenots that fled France under persecution. Wow! And that blew me away because, see, my father's side, my last name is Robine, which mm-hmm. is French, and the earliest ancestors that we can trace to on my father's side are actually French Huguenots. Wow! 
And, and so there's here, a rich history with the Huguenots. Absolutely too. a rich history with them. And so in this little tiny town, my mother's lineage and my father's cultural heritage mm-hmm. intersect mm. on the same piece of green land. Interesting. And I was blown away at that point. And, and so we were praying, saying, Lord, what are you saying to us, right? This means something because you've led us here. Mm-hmm. And what we felt like the Lord said to us is, I've given you a message out of Isaiah 49, mm-hmm. 22 about Aliyah and the return of the Jewish people. And now you know what it feels like yes. to go back to the land where your forefathers mm-hmm. are from you don't have any money. You don't know where you're going to live. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're going to do. But by my spirit, I lead you to the wells of your forefathers. Amen. And that, see, I believe God doesn't teach us primarily through classrooms. Mm-hmm. I believe God teaches us through life experience. experiences. And so that was an experience for right. us that brought into vivid, three-dimensional, technicolor, glaring sign the message of Aliyah because we had to live it. Yes. And the only way we made it was by God's grace and by his provision and by his kindness. And so, of course, we said, yes, we'll plant the house of prayer. Yes. Um, the believers, Will's, Will's parents and his uncle and aunt were very kind to us. The Moore family embraced us, and mm. so did a, a lot of other believers in that region. And they gave us furniture. We had a, a place to live. It all just kind of came together yeah. in the fullness of time. And um, we knew we would not be there for forever. We knew it was a season to, to plant and yes. to establish a foundation of prayer and intercession and to bring um, other churches together uh, to equip people to intercede and to pray. Yes. And so that we left after three years, uh, the, the house of prayer is still going. Mm. Um, it's amazing. Uh, they just celebrated 11 year anniversary here this past January. So, mm. uh, we love Barnstable, love that, that journey. And it's taught us so much about God, mm. uh, and about mm. his people. So you have this experience of what it's like to make Aliyah. Mm. The good thing is that they spoke English. <laughs> helpful. 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 Extremely helpful. Although the culture was probably different enough. They would say that I didn't speak English. They, were probably, <laughs> they would probably argue that. I just also realized something else interesting about our backgrounds, because you're here in England, and uh, my mother is from England. My mother was born in London. Her mother also from London. But my grandfather was from Canada. Interesting. And he served... Actually, in World War II, not World War I, he served in Canada. He served in the Canadian Army. He was stationed in England outside of London during World War II, and that's where he met my grandmother, and that's wow. how my mother was born. They got married, and he's got his military uniform on, and and then my mother was born in, in 1943, 44, actually, uh, 1944, right during the the V one rocket attacks that the coming down on wow. on England, and so they shipped her, her and my mother, my grandmother and mother went back to Canada uh, to get away from the bombing. So my grandfather sent them. He stayed there for the rest of the war. So we wow. have another shared background, a love for Israel and also a love for England. And I would say it sounds like Canada in there as well. Absolutely, yeah. So that is amazing. So here you are, both times you're. Basically, the stories are kind of similar. Your trip to Israel and your trip to England are similar in the fact that you just hear from the Lord Mm. and you don't know exactly what you're going to be doing when you get there. 
And you also don't know how long you're going to be called there for. Correct. So you just, on faith, step out Mm -hmm. and follow the Lord, and He begins to connect all of these dots in your life. It's just amazing. Well, and, you know, I tell this part of the story, too, uh, since we have a little time. Um, My wife, you know, so we're a year and a half in. And again, we're, we both, we met in college, right? 335 mm-hmm. million Americans. We fall yep. in love junior year of our college experience, get married. This is 10 years later. Um, and we're, we're a year and a half into planting the house of prayer. And, you know, I want to take my wife up. We're kind of interested in, in our genealogy now. And mm-hmm. it turns out, well, she's got this great grandfather from Scotland. Mm. So I, I would love to go see Scotland. I love the highlands mm-hmm. and the pictures and the natural beauty. And I'm like, that's right up our alley. Yeah. Whisk my wife away on a getaway. Let's go surprise her, take her to Scotland. So we start doing a little, uh, you know, we throw out some question to the uh, the woman on her side, her cousin or whatever that does the uh, genealogical research on, on her side of the family. And she writes back and says, wait, <laughs> you guys live in Barnstaple? Well, the Scottish great-grandfather, he married a woman from Barnstaple. And we said, what? So we find out that this Scottish great-grandfather married a woman who was born in Barnstaple. Mm. Her maiden name is still on businesses Mm. that are there in that little town. And so out of 335 million Americans, Nicole and I fall in love, have a family. Mm -hmm. And the Lord leads us back to this little tiny town you know, of 27,000 people. Yeah. And it, it connected us to the idea of, uh, actually Dutch Sheets calls this the synergy of the ages. Mm. The idea of the great cloud of witnesses, that there's work that has been started by in faith, mm-hmm. going all the way back to Abraham, right? Yes. And this work is a continuation. It's a, it's a relay race. These mm-hmm. batons get handed on generation to generation to generation. Right. And Jesus said, you know, God is not the God of, of the dead. He's the God of the living. That's right. So my grandfather, uh, any believer is alive mm-hmm. and they're praying, right? They're the cloud of witnesses. They're not bored uh, spectators watching us. I believe they're actually participating with Jesus, the mm-hmm. great intercessor, for the bowls of the saints are being mm. filled with the prayers, right? Amen. The bowls are being filled with the prayers of the saints, not just those that are alive on the earth right now, but all who have ever been alive mm. in God, I believe, are, are praying and interceding with him mm. for us. Yes. Um, and we're participating together in the work that the Holy Spirit has been authoring from the beginning. Yes. And so that is something that really we connected to in this season in a very powerful way of just, wow, you know, he, he said to Abraham, all the families of the earth will be blessed through mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I think that's a fascinating term. Yes. He didn't say governments or nations or he made it, he made it connected to bloodlines. Yes. yes. And motherhood and fatherhood. Mm. And of course, we're referred to as a family when right. it comes to the way that God wants us to orient ourselves in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. We are brothers and sisters and we pray to our heavenly father. Right. Yes. So, I just believe that God is very family oriented. Yeah. Amen. And so when we're walking out these seasons, you know, he's teaching us deeper things about that reality. Mm-hmm. And you're taking two Americans who have ascribed no value to that really growing up. Yes. And then he's taught my wife and I a lot about how much he values that. And I believe everyone has a cultural heritage that matters to God. It's not mm-hmm. Jed and Nicole aren't special. Everyone has, if you have a faith, That's there's right. a bloodline. Yes. And where we come from is important and has significance 
in our journeys as disciples. Yeah. It's revelation. It's it's every standing before the throne, worshiping right. the king, every tongue and tribe and nation and people. Stand, one people, but every tongue and tribe and nation and people standing before the, the Lord, worshiping him. That's right. So you ha- you are definitely a storyteller. And that is, so this is really a great segue into the next question uh, and probably the last question for this episode that I'd want to ask you. And that is, tell us about Pilgrim Way Ministries and your love for God's stories. I mean, this mm. is really God's stories. And that's what your heart is to dig into here. You're telling your God story to our audience. And, but tell us about your, your new ministry that you are launching, Pilgrim Way Ministries. Um, well, I, I believe we're all pilgrims, number one. You know, we're told to consider ourselves strangers and aliens mm-hmm. in this life. And one of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 84, verse 5, that says, you know, blessed is the one who sets his heart on a pilgrimage to Zion. Mm. Um, he'll go from strength to strength, right? Um, through the valleys of weeping. And, you know, I love that idea of pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. And Abraham, in the, the letter to the Hebrews says that Abraham longed for the city made by the hands of God. Yes. The New Jerusalem, right? He saw it with eyes of faith. He didn't see it with his physical eyes. There was a longing set in that man's heart for a reality in God and mm-hmm. with other humans that we would be one day be restored just as what we had in the Garden of Eden. That's right. Mankind, God, and creation in harmony. Mm-hmm. Abraham was longing for that reality to be restored. Mm-hmm. And the pilgrimage is all about that, how mm-hmm. we pass through this life on a journey home. Mm-hmm. And home is God. He is our home. Mm-hmm. And that was brought profoundly home to me as I was, you know, missing Barnstable, actually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just was in a, in a time of prayer and, and really felt directed by the Lord, you know, why are you, you know, why do I ache so much for that season? Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically, I've lived 22 places in five countries now. I'm almost 44. I've been to a lot of places around the world. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I felt the Lord show me the reason that I missed England so much was what I've been longing for my whole life, even going back to a boy growing up in a military family, was home. It mm-hmm. was, uh, a place you belong, mm. a people that you belong to, a people that you love, and a people that love you, a, a people that you know, and a people that know you. Mm. And I felt the Lord saying to me, um, England has been the closest place you've ever had to that being a reality. And that's why you ache for it. That's mm. why you miss it. But never mistake the reality of a temporal season in life with the infinite eternal reality of what will exist in God. He may give you a cup of real blessing in this life mm-hmm. and it's real community. It's real love. It, it exists. It's true. Right. But that don't mistake that cup of that reality for the infinite ocean of it that exists forever mm-hmm. in the heart of God. And that the longings that we have as disciples are actually eternal longings. Mm-hmm. That's what a pilgrim, that's what Pilgrim Way Ministries is set to help people connect to, mm-hmm. is let's connect people to the story of God. And let's, uh, let's connect people to their own story as a disciple. Mm-hmm. And 
I believe that when you're connected to the story of God and you know your own story, then your purpose on this life becomes clear. Mm-hmm. And you can begin to step with direction and clarity into some of the things that the Lord wants you to do because according to the book of Ephesians, we're, we're Christ's handiwork. Mm. There's good deeds destined for us to walk in before the foundations of the earth. Mm-hmm. So he has intentional purpose for each person that's born. Mm. And we call it loosely destiny. But I, I believe that that destiny is not meant to be, you know, you're a dutiful robot fulfilling, you know, you're, you're a puppet fulfilling the puppeteer's grand design. No, 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 no. I believe we have a loving father who wants to cooperate and co-labor with his children mm-hmm. in relationship, in love together. Jesus saw what the father was doing, and he therefore cared about it and participated in it. Mm. Um, what do you see the father doing on the earth? It's going to be different for all of us mm. because there's different passions and there's different things that God puts in our heart. You know, the scripture says, delight yourself in the Lord and he gives you the desires of your heart, right? Mm. That doesn't mean that Jed gets a Lamborghini. <laughs> I believe that means when I put make Christ the chief focus of my delight in that relationship, the desires that I have that are from him that are inside of me, that I actually was made mm. to perform, begin to boil up mm. and come to the surface of my life and, and doors begin to open mm. and opportunities begin to, to occur um, for us to have an impact. The yeah. influence that he gives us as these pilgrims, as ambassadors, as his children on earth mm-hmm. to be light and love and truth he gives us influence, and we're to use that influence to therefore have an impact for his kingdom. And so Pilgrim Way Ministries is about helping people understand God, mm. how he feels about them, understand his story, and then find their place in it so that they can have an influence uh, and an impact for God's kingdom. Amen. And that ministry, of course, we have both different ministries. I have House of David Ministries. And now you're starting Pilgrim Way Ministries. And this podcast is this partnership between the two of us, which right. and we're going to talk about this uh, more in the next episode. But really what you just shared is really the heart of both both of our ministries and the coming together. Because, you know, like we, we just said in our opening, that our heart is to declare God's heart for all the nations, Israel right. and all the nations. God has a heart for the restoration of Israel. He has a heart for the restoration of all the nations as he brings all the people, every tongue and tribe and nation and people together as one family of God here on earth, one new man in Christ, and to bring all of us together united in him because that is really the common bond that we share. And so that that's really the heart of this. This partnership is declaring God's heart and exploring the mystery of the one new man. What does that look like? All yes. these families of the earth. It's, it's Israel, it's England, it's Canada, and it's Scotland, Scotland, <laughs> and, and beyond. It's, it's Germany and, and China, Russia and China yeah. and all the countries in South America. It is all the families of the earth as yes. God is bringing us together as one people. And yet here we are. We are so passionate about these places that we live. And I think God has given us this connection to the earth because... The Bible says, ask me and I will give you the nations yes. as an inheritance. And I, I believe that that inheritance is to Christ. Mm. And therefore, because we are in Christ, it's really our inheritance. The nations are going to be given to us as an inheritance, the sons of men, the daughters of men. 
And so declaring God's heart for the nations, the restoration of the nations, the, the, the fulfillment, the coming together of the one new man, that's really the heart of this ministry. So join us next time, and we're going to continue our discussion, and I'm going to I've got more questions to ask Jed, and we're going to talk about how he and I got to know each other, how we met, and some of the more recent ministry work that we've been doing together, and some of the things that we know God has planned, and some things we still are waiting to see what God has planned for us. So join us next time on our podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast from Permission, make sure you subscribe to our channel, and don't forget to visit our ministry websites. We pray 